podcast is brought to you by Nova Southeastern University's Fischler School of Education and Human Services. The Fischler School has the largest graduate school of education at an accredited university, serving more than 14,000 students each academic year in some 55 cities across the United States, plus approximately 40 other countries. Hello, this is Dr. Marilyn Gardner with the United States Distance Learning Association and thank you for joining us today for our podcast entitled Immersive E-Learning Best Practices. And with us today is Patty Massey. Patty, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Many of you may know Patty. Patty is president of MICA Multimedia and Training Solutions. She's been a successful entrepreneur for more than 20 years. You don't look like you could be an <laughs> entrepreneur for 20 years. Uh, she was one of the founders of a technology company that actually went public in 2000 and has been working in the e-learning field since 2002. Her company has created a wide variety of e-learning products designed to reduce barriers and improve productivity within the corporate environment. Many of you may have seen or actually used some of her products, one, uh, the Edge Advantage, and another, the Team Advantage, have been adopted by dozens of major corporations as best practice e-learning tools. In addition, she has created an innovative learning reinforcement tool that provides a continual reinforcement of learning, as well as an opportunity to test and measure progress against organizational learning goals. Patty, we were talking earlier and you were telling me about a wonderful women's conference you just attended. Patty is a member of several women's organizations, including eWoman Network and the Women Presidents Organization, and she's also a board member for Enterprising Women, was named an Enterprising Woman of the Year winner for 2009. I'm thrilled you're with us, Patty. Thank you so much. Great. I'm delighted to be here and happy to be able to present oh. to the conference on immersive <laughs> learning techniques. I been exploring that for years and I think I might have some things to share. Wonderful, thank you. Before we start, could you just give us a brief overview of MICA Multimedia and Training Solutions, your products, your services, just so we have a little better feel. Sure, MICA basically partners with training firms, book authors, people who have really great intellectual property. And what we do is we bring our technology skills to bear and we convert that content into real dynamic e-learning tools that basically meet the needs of Fortune 500 quality standards. So a lot of our courses are sold to clients like Hershey, Sony, Verizon, P&G, Citigroup, major corporations that appreciate the quality level and the real immersive learning techniques that we bring to bear on the content. For example, you mentioned the Edge Advantage and the Team Advantage. The Edge Advantage was actually our first course series and it's all about diversity, reducing barriers in the workplace and improving productivity. And when we developed that seven years ago, people said, you can't do oh. diversity <laughs> training in an e-learning format. You have to be in a workshop. It's sensitivity training. We need the touchy-feely. 
And actually, the owner of the company I partnered with, Pope and Associates, has done a complete 180 on that, and they use the e-learning course as pre-work for every single workshop, including the ones with high-level executives. So basically what they do is they do classroom training, in some instances, for the managers, and they use the e-learning product for the entire organization. So we'll sell 10, 15,000 licenses within an organization. Excellent, how exciting. Yeah, so that's an example. Your title actually uses the word immersive learning. What do you mean by immersive learning? Well, we believe that the evolution of e-learning has kind of gone from the point-click read, you know, which is more text and graphic based, into lecture-based, which is more, with, you know, you get some interactivity, you get some quizzes, maybe some exercises, and then of course we had multimedia where you actually embed some video vignettes. And what we believe is the next space is the immersive learning, where the participant actually becomes a member of a virtual team that they're interacting with on the screen. So, for example, in the Edge Advantage, you become the ninth member of this team that is dialoguing about these issues. And every time they make a decision, so do you. And all of that data that is shared is collected and aggregated based on a variety of filters like race, gender, length of time with the company, management position, and then we can paint a picture of what's going on within the organization. So the outcome is you get some great data, but the actual experience is a very immersive and interactive experience. Could you give us some examples of some of the projects that you've worked on? Sure. One of our most recent is with a firm called Anderson Davis. I mentioned earlier that I partner with other firms, and they've been doing harassment training for 29 years, I think, quite a long time, primarily in stand-up workshops, theater-based training, and they came to us and said they wanted to use some of their video components and convert it into a real dynamic e-learning program. So it's really kind of clever the way we've designed the program that when you first start, there's something quite unexpected that happens. It's a harassment course, so they show a little vignette at the very beginning and ask, is this harassment? Well, your first inclination is, well, of course it is. This is harassment course. <laughs> but it's very subtle, and the answer really is no. But then what we do is through the use of episodic scenarios, the story continues. And as the story continues, in fact, it does turn into subtle harassment or micro inequities. But it's interesting how you actually get involved in that process by viewing and providing your feedback and input to the program mm -hmm. as it's delivered. I meant to ask you this question when you were uh, speaking about immersive learning. What actually are the major differences between immersive learning from using other multimedia tools? Well, I think the most important thing to recognize in good quality e-learning is to make it real. And also to recognize that if you're going to do a good job with it, you've got to have the right talent in place. You've got to have the right skill set, the right resources. You've got to make sure your instructional design is for the web. It isn't just you know a remake of a classroom session. But when it comes to immersive learning, we really believe that the training tools don't just deliver information. They actually facilitate an experience. 
and you get full involvement of the participants by getting them engaged in the storyline of the course. So they're either an active participant, as I described earlier, by becoming a member of the team, or they're viewing scenarios, they're making decisions, the course is branching in different directions based on how they respond, but they can't just turn the button on, get up, go to a meeting, come back 20 minutes later and click done. You know, they've got to be actively involved and engaged mm -hmm. in the training. What about reinforcement of the learning? How do you handle that? Well, actually, I think we've got a pretty cool product for that because, as we all know, that's one of the big challenges with especially corporate learning, but I'm sure it applies everywhere, and that is, you know, people sit in a session or they view an e-learning program, and what do they do next? And I, I think I saw a statistic recently that said 50% of learning retention comes from follow-up activities. Mm -hmm. So what we've created is a tool that we call Reality Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S, and what they are is very short scenarios that are sent via email to the user's desktop after learning has transpired that force them to, not force is a strong word, maybe encourage them to think about what they've learned, apply what they've learned, kind of challenge their thinking, their attitudes, behaviors, beliefs, and then the really cool thing is the tool measures what they are doing differently as a result of the training. So it's not only a refresher of the course content, but it's a measurement tool to determine whether or not what they've learned is being integrated into their daily work practices. What a great resource. Yeah, That's we've been excellent. using it quite successfully for a lot of major corporations. And I think they're pretty pleased with the results. Tell me a little bit about the data you actually collect and how do you use it? How do your clients use it? Well, the Edge Advantage is one of the products that incorporates the data collection tool. And as people navigate through the course, there are at least a hundred different data points that are collected in about a three and a half hour long program that has four modules. So one of the other points I want to make sure we make is that you don't really want a module to be more than 45 minutes or so, and you always have to make sure that it's bookmarkable. Um, so we chunk up the course into modules, but during the course of the program, a participant is asked to respond to the dialogue and give their view. Then what we can do is, on a very granular level, feedback that information to the client. For example, we have one question that says, if barriers were removed in your workplace, how much do you think productivity would be improved in your workplace? So make it very real, very personal. And what we found is between 10 and 50% of the participants responded that between 10 and 50% productivity would occur if barriers were removed. Well, we all know how huge even a 2% productivity improvement would be to the bottom line. So that, it's that kind of information. Let me give you one quick more example to really show you how granular we can get. We can tell an organization, for example, that African American women over the age of 50 in management positions have a 30% satisfaction rating with their immediate manager. So when you look at what's going on with retention issues, with productivity issues, you can really get a sense of where some of the challenges are in the culture that you might want to address. Where do you see the evolution of e-learning going in the future? You've been working in the industry for so long, I'm sure you have a pretty good pulse on it. 
Well, I think we're just really beginning at the forefront of what can take place. Of course, we're all familiar with social networking sites, you know, with instant feedback, with the ability to go in and find information very quickly through wikis and blogs and I think the whole mobile learning opportunities have yet to be fully tapped. So I think there's going to be a lot of progress in the next few years and kind of stay tuned. I'm not sure we all know where it's going, but it's going. (laughs) You mentioned earlier that it's important to make it real. What suggestions do you have for e-learning developers to actually accomplish this? Well, I think it's very important that the scenario-based or episodic training programs that you might use if you use video are real characters. You know, they don't come off looking like an actor-based program. I mentioned the Anderson Davis product earlier. They have a number of episodic scenarios that we weave into the training program based on the client's culture. So we have some blue-collar scenarios. We have some scenarios in cubicles, you know, and it depends on really where the organization is that's deploying the content. We're working right now with the Sacramento Municipal Utilities District to customize a course for them. And again, back to that concept of reflect the environment that the individuals are working in. So we've woven in some of the comments. In California, for example, one of the big differences in harassment revolves around gender identity and sexual orientation. So we've woven in a scenario that is a group of guys making jokes about somebody they portray as a lesbian. And it's very inappropriate. So we've taken that scenario, which is really relevant in California, and particularly in this blue-collar environment, and we've structured it in such a way that people can feel like, yeah, that really does reflect some of the things that happen in our culture. I'm sure you've experienced some challenges. What were those challenges and how did you overcome them? Well, the first and foremost in the beginning was you can't do e-learning on some of these topics that we deal with. I only mentioned a couple, but we're also working in the area of preventing workplace violence, for example. We are also developing a course on generational differences in the workplace, ethics, And, you know, five, seven years ago, it was pretty much unheard of to have really in-depth, engaging, interactive, immersive learning on some of these sensitive topics. So, but that's all changed, you know, and we're delighted that most RFPs we get today ask for an e-learning component. So I think the industry is definitely moving that way. It's more affordable. It's more convenient. People can take the training at their own pace. They have a level of anonymity on some of these sensitive subjects that I think people appreciate as they're going through the content. So I'm happy to report that a lot of that is changing. Patty, you have been wonderful, and I'm sure there are people who would like to get in touch with you. Would you care to share your contact information, either email or telephone? Sure, I'll give you both. My email address is pmassey, M-A-S-S-E-Y, at micagroup.com, and that's M-Y-C-A group.com, and phone number 513-608-6033. Patty, thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining us here today. This is Dr. Marilyn Gardner with the United States Distance Learning Association, and if you'd like to find out more information about USDLA, you can find us at www.usdla.com. Thank you and have a great day.
This podcast is brought to you by Nova Southeastern University's Fischler School of Education and Human Services. The Fischler School has the largest graduate school of education at an accredited university, serving more than 14,000 students each academic year in some 55 cities across the United States, plus approximately 40 other countries. The Fischler School of Education and Human Services is dedicated to the enhancement and continuing support of teachers, administrators, trainers, and others working in related helping professions throughout the world.